Before we get started with the podcast tonight, I'd like to remind you guys to check out our Facebook page, which is Grey Uncommons, and that's where we offer our unique decal and t-shirt designs. So if you're in the market for a decal or a t-shirt, check out Grey Uncommons. That's Grey with an A, Uncommons, on Facebook. Now, back to the podcast. From the Gray Homestead in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. We're spreading the ideas of freedom and liberty from the front porch, one episode at a time. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And this episode starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. And you're listening to yet another episode of Front Porch Anarchast. Today is November 28th, 2019. That makes it Thanksgiving. And it it's in the very early morning of Thanksgiving. Just a little after midnight. So by the time you hear this, Thanksgiving will be over. I hope you had a very nice Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you weren't one of the millions of people who have to work in retail today. Or on the other hand, maybe you're lucky enough, maybe you consider yourself lucky enough to have a job to be working today. Speaking of working on Black Friday, perusing through some headlines here, I see that Walmart workers who work Thanksgiving and Black Friday will get discount instead of extra holiday pay. Mm, I wonder how that's going to go over. This is from a site called Newser.com. The headline says, time and a half for working Thanksgiving, not at Walmart. Employees will get modest store discount instead for working shifts this holiday weekend. Walmart will be operating at regular hours this Thanksgiving and Black Friday, but unlike retailers Target and Amazon, it won't be offering employees paid time and a half. In fact, as The Guardian reports, Walmart workers won't get any extra pay. Instead, they'll receive a 10% discount on most grocery items through January 3rd. And it goes on to say that if they work all of their scheduled shifts, shifts they will receive a 15% discount on some other stuff, too. That's, um, yeah, I guess that probably sucks for them. Most, most retailers will give you time and a half. I don't know. Maybe that would work out better if, if I received a 10% discount and then a 15% discount on that, that could be helpful. Because, I mean, it's nothing for me to drop $100 if I have to go to Walmart to get my groceries. Well, that's $10, though. And for a month, yeah. I'm not sure how that would work out. Oh, well. I don't work at Walmart, so what does it matter to me? Either good for them or not. 
What else are in the... What else is in this? Oh, some more headlines. Protesters celebrate a victory after Trump signs Hong Kong Human Rights Act. Well, that's just not helpful at all, right? What what good did that do anybody for him to sign a Hong Kong Human Rights Act? This is from CNN. Protesters in Hong Kong will hold a celebratory pro-U.S. rally Thursday after President Donald Trump gave them what one prominent activist termed a timely Thanksgiving present. Trump signed an act in support of the protest movement despite a potential backlash from Beijing that could derail delicate U.S.-China trade talks after it was passed almost unanimously by both houses of Congress. So I'm wondering what good this actually did for anyone. And in the end, these guys aren't really fighting for freedom. They're fighting They're fighting for their team to be in control. So they're still going to be ruled by somebody. Uh, it seems like all of this is just an exercise in futility. NPR is reporting that Navy lets accused SEALs stay in elite unit. Fired Navy Secretary slams Trump. So I guess some Navy SEAL did something he wasn't supposed to do. He took his picture posing next to a dead enemy soldier, combatant, whatever they're called. Evidently, that's against the rules of the Navy, so he was going to be fired, kicked out, whatever you want to call it. Trump said no. The Navy secretary was going to do it anyway, and then he gets Trump fires him. Wow. Okay. More impeachment information here from the Washington Post. The Washington Post headline says, Witnesses, Witness testimony and records raise questions about account of Trump's no quid pro quo call. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds real interesting, huh? Next. The Texas Tribune reporting that a port Natchez. I know enough to know that I'm not saying that the right way plant rocked by explosions was declared high priority violator. Not really sure what that was, but today evidently there was some sort of an explosion at a chemical. This is from the Texas Tribune. The Southeast Texas chemical manufacturing plant owned by Houston-based Texas Petroleum Chemical Group has a long history of environmental violations and had been out of compliance with the federal clean air laws for years. Evidently, this company had received lots of fines over the years. They didn't really clean up their act. And then today there was a huge explosion and it was blowing out windows of houses from miles, four miles away. Interesting. I suspect that they will have to pay restitution to the, to the people who owned houses that the windows were blown out of. I hope nobody was hurt. I didn't see anything in there about, about injuries. The Kansas City Star is reporting that police chief of small Missouri town faces state discipline after years of complaints. Surprise, surprise. Oh my goodness, it has a this this town has a population of four hundred and fifty one people. They're calling it a village. So a town with a population of four hundred and fifty one people decided that they needed a police force. Alright. How statist can you get? 
451 people, they should be able to take care of their own business. Each one of those people should be able to come to the rescue of of the other persons in that town. Instead, they hire a, um, a police chief that now they're having trouble with. Wonderful statist problems. Oh, there's plenty of more headlines. I'm not sure how much more of this you can handle. I'm not even sure where this is from. It says deadline, so I don't know what this means. But anyway, this is U.S. News. Deadline. Ambassador Gordon Sondland accused of sex misconduct by three women. I don't even have the energy to look at that. CNN reports, Police in Utah found a woman dead in her apartment. Then they discovered her husband's body in a freezer. Well, that's one up on the uh, the woman over in Joplin, who they found her husband in the freezer. She was still alive. Oh, my goodness. All right, so this woman is 75 years old. So a maintenance worker who was concerned about her well-being called police, saying he had not seen the 75-year-old woman for about two weeks. As a detective searched the apartment for any clues about her death, he discovered a man's body inside a chest freezer. The man was the woman's husband, who was 69, police said. At this time, foul play is suspected, and the case is in the early stages of investigation. All right, here's the funny part that caused me to say, oh my goodness. The man's body was fully intact, and police believe he could have been inside the deep freezer for at least a year and a half, but possibly up to a maximum of 11 years. It's unclear how authorities determine that time frame. I, I just don't have any words for that. How does a person go missing for 11 years? Police say the medical examiner could not help detectives narrow down when he died. Well, that was pretty interesting. So that is your news update for this episode. Well, there you go. Some news headlines and my responses to them. My overall response? None of that really matters to my life. Probably doesn't matter to yours either. But a lot of people would have us believe that those things are really important to us. I wonder why. Well, as I said, tomorrow, or today, I guess, is Thanksgiving. And since it is, I think I'd like to take just a minute, talk about some of the things I'm thankful about. First and foremost, I am very thankful. I have a very, I have a very good family, a very great family. At the risk of sounding like Trump, I have a very great family. They're very great. It's great. No, really, my family is great. Me, Jennifer, the kids, two with the third on the way, and my immediate family, Jennifer's immediate family. We couldn't ask for anything better than that. And everybody's pretty much healthy, so you know we can't really can't really complain. Sometimes we do. Sometimes I complain a lot. But there's just there's a lot of things to be thankful for. I don't have a lot of money, never have. I never expect to, but I have everything I need. I've never really worried about being hungry or where my next meal was going to come from. There have been plenty of times, though, where I wasn't eating what I wanted to eat due to a lack of money, but but I can't say I've ever gone hungry. There's something. 
I always have a roof over my head. Pretty much free to do what I want to do. I mean, there's some, you know, there's a lot of silliness with grown men thinking that they have the right to tell me how tall my grass can be or who I can interact with. But for the most part, there's ways to get around that. I mean, sometimes I do get really down in the dumps because you can go to jail for not getting government permission to do business. You know, that kind of sucks. Or if you're doing business where they say you can't do business or you sell the wrong things, you sell them at the wrong price. You know, when you start looking at the specifics, it can get a little depressing. And my guess is they're just hoping that nobody really looks at the specifics. Or maybe nobody does look at the specifics and they just take everything for granted that, okay, yeah, you have to have a business license to go into business. That's just the way it is. But, you know, really, does it have to be that way? It doesn't have to be that way. People like it to be that way because of the convenience. They don't have to put any thought into who they're buying their milk from. They don't have to put any thought into who they're buying their beef from or their bread because government just takes care of that, right? It's going to be safe for them to consume. I mean, never mind, you know, the occasional E. coli breakout, uh, breakout, uh, outbreaks. That's the word I was looking for. You know, never mind the listeria, never mind the salmonella, you know, let's don't talk about that. Even though all of this meat goes through government inspection and approval processes, you know, without government, you can't be safe. And businesses like the fact that you have to have business license to go into business because it helps limit their competition. And what they really like is when they get a seat on a board that controls licensing and regulations in a state. Big business loves that because they can just limit their competition. With just a stroke of a pen, they decide how they decide how much competition that they're actually going to have. How did they do that? Well, they decide how much education a person has to have before they can get a business license in that particular field or occupational license. They decide how much experience a person has to have and what kind of training uh, outside of just general education. I guess maybe all three of those work in tandem. I know some, some occupations would require you to get training, and the training is actually... Uh, it's offered by the same people who are writing the the rules and the regulations that require the training. If that's not a conflict of interest, I don't know what is. So, yeah, businesses, they like the business licenses. And when you get to thinking about all of that, that can be sort of depressing. But as you're sitting around today, eating your turkey your USDA-approved turkey, inspected turkey, drinking your government-regulated wine, 
you're not really thinking about how much government is in your life because at the moment it just, you know, it seems like you're pretty much a free person. And I wish I were one of those people that could just sit back and think about just the good things, but, you know, it just really, it really grinds my gears when I get to thinking about all of the busybodies that are just sitting around dreaming about telling me what I can do, what I can't do. So where does this belief come from? What causes a person to believe that they can tell their their neighbor how that how they can live? I think it's really nothing more than a self-perpetuating myth. And nobody really thinks about it. And that's why I do the podcast. I'd, I'd love for people just to sit down and think about it. And, you know, even when I do sit down, talk to somebody, come up with some good points, and they admit that they're good points, they don't really have any counter arguments to it, they usually just shrug their shoulders and say, oh, well, what are you going to do? And then they just go right back to living their, you know, their life without questioning anything. And, you know, kudos to them. They're probably happier than I am. I don't see how, but I guess they are. Be nice to be able to do that. Why couldn't these people live the way that they want to and just let me live the way I want to? It, it seems like we've grown past, I say we as a society, it seems like we've grown past this idea that we have to all do the same thing. With the instant communications that we can have, I can communicate with anybody on this planet who has a cell phone or has an internet connection, right? I can just, I can communicate instantly with them. So I can interact with them. I can buy something from, I can buy somebody, buy something from someone who's in Bangladesh or in the UK or in Australia or in South Africa. I can buy something from them and pretty much have it in two days if I want it. That might be stretching it if they have to ship it overseas, you know, but within seven days, it can be here. Why why am I still being ruled by somebody who's a thousand miles away from me just because I live on the same continent that they do? Why am I not free to interact with the people I want to interact with? If... If everybody wants to, or I say everybody, if a person wants to have that guy that's a thousand miles away telling them what to do, they should be able to have that. I would not want to even get in their way. If they want, if they want a Trump figure or an Obama figure to tell them what to do, go for it, guys. You know, go to the website, see what the talking points are for the day, your, get your marching orders and go do it. Do whatever they tell you to. Give them as much money as they tell you to. Uh, fill out whatever forms they want you to. Get whatever licenses they want you to get. You guys knock yourself out. At the same time, I should be able to do what I want to do. You know, if I want to interact with a totally different network of people, why can't I do that? 
as long as we're not actually hurting each other, there's no there's no reason that we couldn't that we could not do that. It's just it's mind boggling to me that we can't we can't interact with the people that we want to in the way we want to as long as we're not hurting other people. Instead we have you know, we're all lumped together, we're all forced to follow the same set of rules. They take they take our money and use it the way they want to. No matter how, you know, if we're morally opposed to it, they take it anyway. Skim their part off of it and then use it the way they want to. Well, how's that for a Thanksgiving sermon? I suggest you do not preach to your uh, family like that during Thanksgiving. I hope nobody did. If you did, oh, please, if you're going to do that, though, if you're going to get up and give a big uh, speech along those lines, please, you have to record it. And if you record it, I definitely want to hear it, so send me a link. And I guess that's about all anybody wants to listen to from me tonight. I'm just going to keep droning on and on about about anarchy and anarchist philosophies. You know, even anarchists can't agree on what anarchy should look like. Um, I say that kind of jokingly because you have communists who think they're anarchists and you have socialists who think that they are anarchists. The true anarchists, though, they're just like me. They just want to be left alone, leave you to do what you want to do as long as you're not hurting anyone else. It's pretty simple. No throwing Molotov cocktails, no breaking windows, no burning cars. Just do you. All right, I have to get up in a couple of hours because I have, I still have to work on the kitchen table. And I'm really hoping to get that done and get to brave those Black Friday Thanksgiving shoppers this evening. I really hope that's a tradition whose time is coming to an end. If you would be interested in being on an episode of Front Porch Anarchast, please send me an email. You can send me a message or whatever through Facebook or any of our other social media outlets. But I'd love to hear from uh, from just common people who like to talk about freedom, liberty, and I really don't care if you're an anarchist or if you're a, um, a statist. I really don't even care if you're a communist. If you're intelligent and you can hold an intelligent conversation about the topic, then uh, shoot me an email. Let's talk a little bit. Maybe we'll bring you on and uh, you can give your Give your opinion on anarchy. You can give your opinion on statism or communism. We can uh, have an intelligent dialogue about the subject. That'd be great. I probably don't say it enough, but thank you for listening. I know you have other things you could be doing. And I am honored that you are taking the time to listen to Front Porch Cast. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchist. 
Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook.